Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano, and thank you for listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show. Okay. Now, anybody need anything, like drinks or anything before they... Got it. I'm set. I'm good. Good? All right. Well, if you're all good, we'll just uh, crack right into it. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello and welcome for another adventure in the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. And I'm here with, uh, let's do Jason Connolly first. Say hello, Jason. Washington, yay! Oh, there you are. Where where, where were you? Across the room? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you ran in from somewhere. <laughs> no, I am I cutting out on you? No, I'm. Uh, now you're fine. I'm fine. No, I was uh, doing a couple, uh, couple calisthenics though, a couple push-ups. <laughs> in the heat. <laughs> okay. Michael Munz is here. Say hi. hi. Hello. Tell us what's been going on. Oh God, it's been a busy week. <laughs> I just got my my books back up online after my publisher went out of business, and so. Uh, yeah, it's on there. <laughs> if anyone, so now, now you are self-published, right? I am now back to being self-published for the moment, um, and uh, I'm looking to try and regain my sales momentum on Amazon now that I've I've been disconnected briefly. So, if you if you're into Greek gods in the modern world, check out Zeus is Dead, uh, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> now, now, Michael, uh, uh, Michael, your publisher didn't go out of business because of you, did he? No, no. <laughs> no, no. I was actually one of the books that was doing, or the one of the authors that was doing pretty well. So, yes, Michael's book has won awards. That's yes, awesome. it is an amazing book. I can attest to it. Oh, thank you. And you are? I'm Christina. Yay! Yay! Christina is back with us once again. Yes, actually, I tried- as always. Yes, I, I, I am committed to be here, except when, you know, I can't. If I'm, you know, dying in the street, it's probably not going to chance I'll be here. <laughs> well, priorities, come on. I, I, yeah. Or if I'm yeah. lost in the woods with Bigfoot, you know, maybe I won't be here either. <laughs> well, that, that might, you might find that an enjoyable experience, because the Bigfoot that we all know and love comes from Vince Dorse, our special guest tonight. I'm the he, special one? You are, yes. Do you feel special? I do. <laughs> you said you had an earlier podcast. Uh, do I you did. Mind, do you mind sharing real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's okay with them? I, I, I hope so. I, I uh, it was the guys at, not, uh, right? at the Grawlix podcast. Actually, it was just one of the guys. And uh, it went, you know what? It went amazingly well, I thought. Good, good, good. So it can only go downhill from here. Is it can only here. go downhill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so instead of saying good, good, I should be like, oh, great, great. I used up all my energy earlier, all my good answers. <laughs> all your good answers. We'll recycle those. <laughs> Splice them in. <laughs> so we're here to talk to Vince about his amazing webcomic that is now being turned into a book, correct? Well, maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, if, if the Kickstarter funds... But yeah, yeah, I would like to get that in print. And uh, it is the untold tales of Bigfoot. That's why we've been spouting Bigfoot for the last five minutes. Yes. So <laughs> just real quick, so for our listeners that want to participate in the Kickstarter fund, they go out to Kickstarter and and query by Untold Tales of Bigfoot. Yeah, Untold Tales of Bigfoot, and you know, surprisingly, it's the only thing with that title on there right now. <laughs> <laughs> but and, you're going to uh, be a smash and there's going to be copycats and you know it. <laughs> I got my eyes on those guys. But yeah. Yeah, and it's doing pretty well actually. Awesome. We're at we just hit 80% tonight. Yeah, you you were you were Yay. almost weren't you almost at cool. 6 or you just you just passed 6? 
Uh, I think I am almost at six. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere around. Or no, I did. I just passed six. But what am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, passed uh, six grand. But yeah, so like 80%, but we still have about $1,600 left. So. Well, you see, what's going on here is I'm buying one live on the show. So oh. that, that, I, that's why you saw me waiting. <laughs> so you've now gone up another $35. Amazing. For that tree. Thank you. Yes. And uh, Vince, why don't you tell us a little bit about the story? Tell us a little bit about Bigfoot, a little bit about Spot. Scout. Scout. Yes, yeah, Scout. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Did I just screw it up? Oh, our credibility okay. shot, John. It's, it's, yes. one and, strike, I read John. This, and I read this all the time. I mean, come on. How, how could that possibly be? Yeah. Well, you know what? Dog. All dogs are named Spot. I'm sorry. Okay. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's uh, a scout, scout is a he's a, a timid, kind of chatty, blabbermouth uh, dog house dog from the suburbs, and he goes on a camping trip and he gets lost and left behind, and he has to find his way home, and along the way he runs into uh, a Bigfoot, and basically the story is Scout wanting to get home and this lonesome Bigfoot wanting Scout to stay and be his friend. And of course, there's things like mountain lion attacks and poachers and quicksand as well. Now, is you said a Bigfoot? Is there, is there more than one? Then there's like the entire species rather than in my a... in my story mm-hmm. thus far, just one Bigfoot. Ah, just one lonely thus, Bigfoot. Thus far, does that mean mm-hmm. you have plans? <laughs> I don't. Well, or you're leaving one, the door open. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving the door open just in case. Book uh, one just features one celebrity Bigfoot. Just one. I think I think one Bigfoot's enough for now. <laughs> cool. I love the yeah. art, the art style. I, I haven't read the comic very much, but I, I've been looking at it, and, and it just the, your, I, I can't even draw a blank myself. So you're seeing your your art is just amazing. Well, thanks. Fantastic. Thanks. It, it it God the style, and I'm out here at your Kickstarter page, and I could how could you not want to participate in this, with the the character commissions and the digital illustration. Yeah, there is a a backbreaking awesome. amount of drawing I'll have to do if I get funded. <laughs> <laughs> so we can add to that. You could add to it. In fact, you just did. If you back me at the thirty-five dollar level, that means I have to do an ink drawing in your book. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's what I want. That's what well, I wanted. Is, yes. I was like, I want the ink drawing. <laughs> there it is. Ooh, like but now that I'm seeing that this could be you, you know. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one's starting to become appealing. <laughs> I know the character commission. You mean is that the one? Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, you could put me in my Wookiee robe right in the middle there. I could, actually. Because Bigfoot is looking a little quizzically at me. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the next stage up where uh, where I draw, basically I draw a cartoon comic book version of you and stick you right there in the woods with Bigfoot. <laughs> How awesome. I like that. That's a good one. Is that an 8x10 or what, what was that going to be? Uh, it's it's a digital file, but it's high res. And oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, you, okay. I would email that to you or you would download yeah, it. And sure. yeah, you could print that out if you wanted. Yeah, print it out and put it up. That, that's what I'm getting at. You could frame it. It would be pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. Yeah, I may, I may go for that level. So I'm going to make you do a little extra work there. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't mind. I mean, it's frightening. <laughs> I'm terrified, but I don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, because I love your work, and uh, you know, you. along with the other graphic novelists that I've been following that have put their stuff on Kickstarter or Patreon, I'm uh, always uh, one of the ones to grab their graphic novels when they put it in that format because I, yeah. I love supporting those up-and-coming artists and storytellers such as yourself. Yeah, I enjoy it too. I get a lot of books from Kickstarter. I think it's a great place to shop. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So... I have one question, and then I'll get it open to one of the other guys. Uh, where did the idea come from? <laughs> the, the, the big, the big question, right? Yeah, that's no one has ever asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, you know what? It's uh, it. I, I drew Bigfoot one day. I was sketching. I was goofing around. I have a Bigfoot sketch, and I saw this Bigfoot, and I immediately thought, I could do a story about this guy. He's cute. He's friendly. You know, I could I could do something about him, but uh, but Scout is really an amalgam of a couple of of, of real life pets that I've had. You know, I, I had a dog uh, when I was a kid, and uh, same sort of look, long nose, floppy ears, 
and um, and I recently had a, a a cat that was just my best best buddy. And when I lost that cat, uh, and and things got dark here, I was that was the frame of mind I was in when I was when I started uh, the Bigfoot story. So I think some of the story is kind of wish fulfillment. It's kind of you know trying to get back together with these little animals of mine, and uh, you know it's kind of therapeutic. Actually. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Do you felt like it was a little bit healing for you? Yeah, and, and, it really and... was. I mean, it started out kind of, the jokes were kind of broad and a little more, I wouldn't say they were gags, but they were they were lighter. But as I as I got into the story, I just started pouring more of myself into it. And it, it was great for me and I think great for the story. Cool. Yeah, that's that was one of the things I was going to ask is sort of like, do you think that over the time of you writing the story... You know, like, did you have a plan in mind? And then if so, or even if not, did the story kind of ha- develop its own life and sort of take its own form as it went along? Do you understand what I mean? Oh, I understand. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, it actually I had an overarching story I, in mind. I, idea, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was really loose, you know, because I don't write. I don't like I don't sit around and write a script. I don't type out a script and then work from the script. I kind of. I sketch and write at the same time, so I, I kept I kept it really loose. And basically, every page that I started, I would write it as I was drawing it. And uh, yeah, after a while, Scout and Bigfoot, I didn't even have to think about those guys. That you know, their lines just it just kind of wrote themselves. Yeah, it, it actually, kinda... yeah, it felt amazing when that started happening, and and I knew I I, I would really enjoy it. See, I, I want to ask, like, does it feel like now you're being swept along and taken along with them on their adventure? And you're, yeah, just, the, you're just the one following them and writing it down almost? Yeah, and it's felt like that for a long time, you know, and, and it feels great, you know, because it actually feels like less work. But, <laughs> That's cool. It yeah. sounds cool. It sounds like an awesome thing, you know. Yeah. I, I just want to say, I thought the doggy looked like my beagle. Yeah. Yeah, my my uh, my puppy when I was a kid was a beagle as well. I love beagles. Anybody that well, these guys might not know it as much, but I'm a beagle freak. Um, <laughs> um, you know, as much as I like Star Wars and the Seahawks and all that, I love beagles. I have beagle shirts, beagle statues, beagle cups, beagle mugs, beagle pants. <laughs> I do not have beagle pants. Beagle um, people. I, th- just this year alone, my uh, Beagle calendar, re- I mean, my Seahawks calendar replaced my years and years and years of Beagle calendars. So, um, yeah, so when I was reading, I'm like, oh, it looks like a Beagle. No, he's lost. <laughs> like, I'm just in there going, no, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, I'm tugging so- at the heartstrings. Well, you know what? Beagles, I think they're very lovable. They are. Uh, I mean, all dogs are, really, but... And this is the the dog in the comic is a stylized beagle. I think he's got a larger nose and yeah. maybe longer ears, but oh, I think my, that makes my, him endearing. My first beagle was a field beagle and she had a longer nose. Um my mm-hmm. current beagle is a contemporary um which is what you would normally see in shows. Um, it says here on my paper that you're a blogger, but it does not say beagle expert. Yeah. Which clearly I, should be I, on the list. Yes, yeah, yes. Update your CV there. Uh, hey. Yeah, and there's also there's also 13 and 15 inch beagles and ja 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 beagles, three toned beagles. Uh, I am also little. Did these guys know I am also a nerd about dogs? If someone shows me a dog, I'm like, oh, that's a Westie, or wow. oh, that's a, that. I can name dogs by sight. So <laughs> I can't do that. Wow. You know, this is Jason. I feel really embarrassed because all this time I was getting hungry. I, I thought you were saying bagels. <laughs> and, and I just ate a bagel this morning, and through context, I, I'm realizing you guys were not talking about uh, bagels. Or are we? Or is it a story of a lost rolling bagel in the woods? <laughs> that yes, Bigfoot a, finds. A bagel, a bagel with ears and eyes and a nose, and he's tempted to eat him, but then, then the bagel becomes his friend. See, that I sounds don't... like a, a great product placement uh advertising opportunity for funding in the future maybe you're blowing the plot of book two already. Oh, <laughs> i do have a question vince this is jason yeah. from Issaquah. i do have a question about um bigfoot versus sasquatch did, 
was there a, like a little internal discussion you had with yourself to go, well, maybe I should go with Sasquatch, maybe I should go with Bigfoot? Are they know. even the same thing? Are they? I think I think that they, I think one is a different language. Is is one perhaps the Native American term or a, a Native okay. American term? Right. That is yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I know I I went with the standard pop culture Americanized term. Thought it was safer. You know, I don't know a ton about Native American culture, and I didn't want to step on any of that accidentally. Sure, sure. sure. Plus, plus, Bigfoot is the name the, that the kids know, and yeah, this, this is kind of a mm-hmm. it's an all ages family comic, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I didn't right? start you out know? making yeah. it that way, but that's that seems to be what people how people receive it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Someone's flying home. <laughs> Holy cream corn. Sorry. Who's on their private jet? <laughs> this headset microphone is way too sensitive. <laughs> it picks up the passenger sneezing on the plane. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit more of the process. Like how do you actually, you were saying earlier you do sketch. Do you sketch in the computer or do you sketch actually on pieces of paper as you're writing? Like how do you... Or and, and like you're writing, do you write it all on the computer? Or do you write some on paper? Like do you yeah, storyboard no. it? Like yeah. I don't. How does I, I? I basically have a stack of computer paper, and I I like I like uh, pencil on paper. I like the feel of it. I even like the sound of it, and that's how I do all of my initial sketching and layouts, and even some of the finished drawings. You know, up until the inking stage, everything is done on paper. Okay. And, uh, and as far yeah, as far as writing goes, uh, like for instance, I'll I, there'll be a maybe a page where I know that at the beginning, you know, Scout has to uh, enter the scene and maybe argue with a raccoon or something, and by the end of that scene, he has to uh, I don't know fall into a dangerous pit of quicksand. So basically, I just keep that in mind and just start drawing. And then eventually, you know, after a few revisions, I come up with a pretty decent layout and the dialogue comes then as well. But you know what? I'm tweaking the dialogue even in the computer later. I mean, I, it's like I never stopped tweaking. I tweaked a page today that's going yeah. in the book. So, yeah. So like, is yeah. that is that a pro? And this is for for newbies to the craft of of the artistry that you're talking about, as well as for our listeners. So is that something where you, you take your paper drawings and are you able to scan them in, or do you essentially yeah. redo them again Hello. In, in digital form? Yeah, I, uh, I, I scan in all the paper and, uh, drawings, and then uh, uh, I have been experimenting with Manga Studio lately. Okay. A lot of people use that to ink digitally. Um, sorry, I might be leaving something out. I use the uh, like a, a Wacom tablet you know okay a stylus okay. and that's how i and i ink digitally over the uh the penciled scans okay yes that would make the most sense yeah so yeah, i guess it is kind of like redoing them but it's you're not really just tracing you're adding a lot of character to the line whereas before you might just have a pencil line now you have sure. an ink line that swells from a very narrow width to a wide width so you really add some character and personality with the inks yeah, sure. and, and you would actually vary that line as you're working, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and my in my intent wasn't to 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 say that it's it's any kind of short process because actually I feel it's the fact that you are starting with your sketches in the computer after you've longhanded. I I do think that there's a a certain soul to that, right? I mean, sure you can correct your line weight and your dot pitch and all that it, once it's in the computer, but you still you still capture that hand drawn yeah vibe, right? Yeah, I mean that's the way it is with I mean a lot of people use a Cintiq now. I haven't I haven't switched to that yet, but basically it's a pressure sensitive tablet that that I'm using and that's what a Cintiq is as well and you're basically it's like you're drawing on paper or, or with a brush, you know, that you you control the width, you control the the spatter, you control right. all kinds of stuff. But you don't nice. get that that same feedback though as as let's say a ballpoint pen going across. You know, there's that tension, right? That little bit yeah. of uh, friction. I mean, do you would you miss that if you didn't? I mean, I can't see a computer tablet being able to recreate that that tension or that friction. You know what I've heard some people do. I don't do this because I actually I actually like 
the smoothness of the tablet. I've gotten used to it mm. anyway. Okay. At first, I was not used to it at all, but right. I've gotten used to it. But some people, they uh, they actually lay down a piece of paper on their tablet. Oh, yeah. And they, they draw right over that. I've heard that, too. And yeah. speaking of drawing and things like that, I would like to introduce Rob Clifford to the show. Hello, hey, Rob. Guys. Hey, sorry I didn't notice you for a little bit. I just saw the message pop up. I'm here, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wondering if, if if a show was going on. And I was like, hey, I'm like hanging out here for like 20 minutes. And yeah, like, you're, you're like, you're like, I, I just finally saw this thing pop up. And like, it pops up at the bottom going, I'm here, guys. Hey. And I was like, oh, look, there's Rob finally. Okay, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see you in the beginning. Well, Rob, this is Vince Doors. Hey, Vince, Rob. Rob. Hey, Vince. Clifford. Pleasure. Rob is an artist. He uh, awesome. um, might, I mean, I don't know, comics breaking into. We'll see. <laughs> Mostly design at this point um, oh, and spot yeah. illustration. But, but hey, I, I, I will you know, take what I can get. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I mean, that's what I do for a living, Rob. I, I basically I'm a freelance illustrator. So, ah, yep. Same here. Same here. And, and I jumped in just when I heard you guys talking about Cintiqs. And in fact, I am sitting in front of mine right now. Ah. <laughs> and I can tell you, Jason, yep. that Cintiq has a more of a matte rough surface so that it feels like you're drawing on a piece of paper. Okay. There you go. Um, and the pressure sensitivity of the stylus, uh, I mean, gives you a reasonable amount of feedback. Uh, I mean, not as much as if you were, you know, inking with a brush, but 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 uh, still enough to, to where it feels like you're you're really uh, um influencing the 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 line by your pressure i mean it, it just gives you a, a nice amount of feedback now do you do you find it challenging again this is for maybe some of our listeners who maybe are wanting to get into this do you find it challenging whereas when you're drawing on a piece of paper your your eyesight and where the point of the stylus is looking at the same point mm-hmm. when you're on a computer screen aren't aren't you and correct me if i'm wrong you're looking up at a screen while your hand is actually geographically in a different location you're trying to track that with your did you find a difficulty adjusting to that yes actually which is why i don't use that um uh, so the intuos and the bamboo are the two tablets that wacom makes uh or the two lines that wacom does that that are um standalone uh uh you know, t- tablets like that, where where you'd be looking up at your monitor and then drawing on your uh, drawing on your tablet. Um, whereas the Cintiq is essentially a monitor that you draw on. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, so uh, as somebody who who is yeah a traditional artist, um, like 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 it, it drives me crazy that I have to go through all of this buffering and all these different layers of software and 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 hardware to do what I just do with a bloody brush and ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first place, um, but uh, but uh, I'm starting to kind of get used to it. It just takes it takes takes time to 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 to, to, to sort of just make the 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 the, the switch in in in, uh, in just what you're used to and in, in how you're used to working. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, but uh, I would happy I'm happily sacrificing that time uh, in exchange for the ease with which you can correct mistakes. Oh my God! No kidding. You know, I just did like a. 20 minutes uh, sketch that that uh, uh, normally if I were do, do, diddling around with pencils, I probably would have fiddled around for two hours. Yeah. And and it was just like I just sketched out this this you know face sketch, and it's like crap. I did that in 20 minutes. How, how you know like I, I'm looking at, at at you know how I normally work with with brush and 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 pencil and all that and and compare it and it it's it's a hundred percent like night and day just just how much time you save. With with mm-hmm. working digitally, I mean, being able to correct your mistakes, and um, and uh, I don't I, I when I'm when I'm working digitally, I don't feel like every line is precious the way that I kind yeah. of do um, with with pen and and and, and pencil, uh, and so I think that I tend to work with with a little more freedom when I'm working. So, so did you mean that earlier that you mean it's harder for you right now to be learning all the new brushes and where to find them and get them and how they work just well, because like, of the way the software is? Well, it, it's, a, it's a combination of like the software, the hardware, calibrating everything. You know, it, it's like when, I, when I'm using a brush on a piece of paper, you know, they're, it, it's like driving a, a car with a manual transmission. You know, it just feels really direct. You know, you, you just you're, sure. you're yeah. You know, you're 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 feeling exactly what's happening. You can control every bit of your 
uh, line your, weight. Yeah, your hand you know, weight. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's just all in that one, all in that one motion. And with this, it actually takes me a lot of work to try and replicate something that looks hand drawn. Uh, you know, that had that that gives me the same kind of control over my line weight and uh, or or a similar. I'm still figuring it out. I mean, on, yeah, honestly, yeah. I've spent like the last month. Uh, like drilling myself in, <laughs> like forcing myself to work in front of the Cintiq, uh, um, because I'm so, it's so not my comfort zone. Yeah. Huh. And Vince, so speaking of coloring and everything, I wanted to ask, uh, how do you color your comics on there? Do you just, uh, that's all done digitally, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing it in Photoshop right now, but basically because I like, Photoshop is one of the few programs that has a, a really uh, like a dedicated CMYK color space. And that's the color space I like to color in. OK. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people that do web comics might just go with the RGB if they just intend to be on the web. And, you know, those colors are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just I think Bigfoot for me, it's more of a subtle thing. Yeah. It's, you can still get bright <sighs> colors, but, you know, they're not garish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and plus, I don't have to worry about conversion when I go to the printer. Yeah. So it's well, well, see, and I was wondering also because to me, some parts of it looked look almost colored pencil, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was kind of in my head when I started it. I wanted it to look like those old comic books that I read, you know, from the yes. comic books from the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, or even earlier, yeah, you know, something really like does. that. So I went with really kind of muted tones and a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I found, I found, um, I really enjoyed that. I've seen um, some other books like that where everything is just, like you said, muted tones. I, I want to say it was kind of like a calming effect that lets you experience the story and the emotions instead of, look at me, I'm very dark brown, That's nice. you know. Yeah, that's... you know, I I liked um, it. Just it 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 was uh, inviting, if you want to use that word. I really enjoyed. I'd love the... to use that word. Yes, if, it... if it's true. Yeah, that's that's good to know. Yeah, I opened it up and I was like, oh, this looks like fun, you know. And I just started, you know, reading, and I just liked the guy. And when you just said you wanted the colors to be a certain way, I'm like, oh, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> Good. Th- th- so. There's your blurb for the back, Vince. Uh, <laughs> this book is extremely inviting. There you go. A prior blogger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I-, I totally agree. I love your color palette. I I, I think that's one of the things Same that, here, that yeah. really really, you know, kind of drew me in. Uh, honestly, because it is very warm. It's very um, yes. yeah. There, there's just there's there's something about it that 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 to me is uh, is like like Christmas. It's very inviting. Just yeah. just just very welcoming yeah like kind of a know. nostalgic familiarity yeah i think that <laughs> might be the case like it might be i don't know if i can take full credit for that i think that might be because i was probably heavily influenced by all those old comics those old pulpy comics yeah. uh, and they just have that feel and i even have a texture to the the artwork as well because that's just the way i like comics that you can almost feel when you're looking at them so yeah yeah hmm. Do you throw in like a lot of half tones and whatnot? Because uh, no, it looked like it, but it was kind of hard to tell. No, no, that's uh, it's basically just a like a paper texture that I'm using to give it that that old school feel. Oh. Uh, I had a kind of had a I set myself up with a goal that I didn't want to use anything uh, too tricky. Like I didn't, I actually literally didn't use any gradients. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah. they're easy and they look great, but I thought. You know, in the olden times, I think those guys would just lay down some flat color and make it work. So yeah. I forced myself yeah. to do it that way. So when you use the term gradients for us newbies out there, what yeah. exactly do you mean by gradients? Well, digitally, uh, you can set uh, a start point and an end point of color. Like, let's say uh, you're doing a sunset and you want to start by the horizon with like maybe a, a bright yellow. And then uh, your end point would be maybe a, a deep red and you just drag your mouse or your stylus up the screen, and you have a nice smooth blend of yellow to red, and it's it's kind of it's easy to do, and uh, I kind of avoided that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to go and do it, you know, oh. by hand. I like oh. the uh, I like the way you did it. I mean, yeah. looking at big like. I don't know. Can the rest of you see his Bigfoot logo on the screen there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I just like the way. I mean, he's almost like a two-color Bigfoot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, I was his very hair, much going for like that old two color feel, real, yeah. real basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, it almost gives it more of a real quality. I mean, uh, I mean I'm saying that wrong, but um, more artistic, less high tech. If you know, which works really yeah. well for the for the setting, especially. Yeah. Yeah, which means yeah. like, which you mean? What you mean? I know what you mean by that. Like, if yeah. so, when you're looking at the actual, like when you actually got the book in your hand, or even looking at it on the screen, it just has that look of real quality, right? You know, I know what you mean, Michael. Yeah. I want to yeah. say it looks friendly. There you go. Friendly and inviting. <laughs> I should get you to write my blurbs. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were to go to the untold stories of Bigfoot.com, we have Bigfoot. And well, we you, have, you, first of all, you wouldn't find me there because my untold tales of Bigfoot. I'm sorry, sorry, untold tales. I'll say that again just to make sure our crowd gets it. <laughs> the untold tales of Bigfoot.com. A thousand apologies, Vince. Oh, please. But if we if we go <laughs> if we go to your header though of your your page, that's when we see um, when we see Bigfoot uh, sitting there with Scout looking yes. at at the at the moon. That would yes. be a good example. I'm just trying to bring the rest of the audience in. If they go there, they can see kind of this texturing that we're referring to up there on your. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can see that there's some uh, there's some of the, 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 the kind of a grainy texture that I yeah. like using for the book, and that's basically because I want it to feel like a printed book, even when you're looking at it on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it comes out that way. Untold Tales of Bigfoot.com. I'm going to say that throughout the show now. <laughs> <laughs> By Vince Norse. You know. The shape of Bigfoot's head just in the Skype picture makes me think of what would R2 look like as Bigfoot but small? (laughs) (laughs) There went my brain. So basically if Chewbacca and R2 got together. Yes. Oh, there you go. Oh, boy. (laughs) There's some fanfic about to happen out there. It's scary. I was shocked if it wasn't already out there. Well, I'm sure it probably is. I'm sure it is. We're already genetically engineering something new, right? Uh-oh. Well, we already know that Chewie's in love with his master, and let's face it, R2's just one step away. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. I'm a terrible human being. Star Wars always comes into this somehow, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, speaking of, like, action figures and toys, I want to I wanna ask real quick about your Bigfoot 3, 3D figure by Block. I see that. I see oh. that. Yes. That thing oh. is amazing. Like, I, I can't even... I can't even pretend to be humble about that. I mean, I wasn't my doing it. He, they based it on my designs, but, uh, but the guy that put it together was just, he was so meticulous about, you know, asking for more images, asking for turnaround views. And when he came up with that thing, it was just, it blew me away. It looks just like my character. I have one sitting on my desk Wow. and it just looks just like my character straight off the screen. That, yeah. It's so cool. The picture looks great. Yeah, the you company see, that's that makes that. Yeah, the company is called Blocko, and I think they're they're based in Singapore, and they they do a lot of good work. Yeah. So he just basically made it and approached you, and you went, yeah, let's see what happens. Well, he didn't make it at first. They approached me, and they uh, they wanted to to try to uh, do some figures based on uh, web comics. I think there's a couple of others that they've done. Okay. And uh, you know, at first I really resisted. Because I don't know. I mean, you get an email from Singapore. I usually yeah, get trash, that's true, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, don't want to yeah, yeah. seem weird, but I don't know anybody in Singapore. That's true. <laughs> but eventually, I got over my weirdness, and I You're talked like, to the guys, and they're the nicest guys in the world. And yeah, you know what? You you don't. I know you don't have one, but I'm holding this right now. And he they even raked in. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing piece of work. Blocko, B-L-O-K-K-O, uh, to see a few more images of it. But yeah, amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at some turnarounds of it and it looks beautiful. Yeah. It really it, does. Like lots. It, it's better than I could have ever hoped for. It, it really captures just so much of the personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really wonderful. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna. Well, you're getting me to spend more money here. <laughs> there's a nice, uh, there's a nice uh, high res uh, image on uh, that you can look up on Google to to see in in, uh, in a turnaround. <laughs> Not trying to tempt you or anything, but oh, no, I'm trying no, to tempt you. It's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> now, when you use the term turnaround, that's a 360 kind of view. Well, in this yeah. case, it's Cor- like correct. a three yeah. view, but okay. you know, yeah. Uh, Basically, front, back, side is really all they need. Yeah, yeah. For that. 
I want a Bigfoot shirt now, just so I like his face. <laughs> and say so I always tell Rob I want a shirt with Kylo Ren on it, like his. <laughs> so now I want a Bigfoot shirt. I'm a shirt person, so. <laughs> then everybody could see the artwork. Look what I'm wearing. Yeah, I got to tell you, I have a, I, I have shirts, and I, a friend of mine wears the, the shirt. She's a grade school teacher. Wears it all the time at school, and. I get a lot of questions about the comic. I mean, I think it's good advertising. T-shirts are very good advertising. Yes. Walking billboards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> willingly. Yeah, they willingly yeah. do it for me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've told every author, give me a T-shirt of your book. I will wear it. <laughs> yeah, ask Michael. I've said it. Okay. Uh, ask uh, anybody. I've, I've said it. I, I even have an author. She's a, a New York Times bestselling author. Author. Um, before she went, um, adult fiction, it was, she was in the young adult fiction and, uh, it was, I forgot what series it was, it was, but, um, I still have her shirt. It's too big on me now, but it's her book and a quote with it and it's blue and she sent it to me because, you know, we're good friends and everything. And, uh, I wear it sometimes when people go, what's that book from? I'm like, okay, go to Amazon and you go to this book. This is the first book and you must read the whole series, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm telling you, I do that with everybody's book. So, um, especially if I really like it. Yeah. Um, Vince, uh, when she, if she, when she gets a copy of your book, be prepared. Yeah. If she likes it, she will suddenly turn into your like book pimp. Oh, <laughs> I could probably use a book pimp. Uh, I feel like like it's so embarrassed sometimes about it because I get so excited about yeah. people's books and stuff, and I'm like, okay, do you not know about it? You don't know about it. Okay, let me tell you about it and why you should have it. And that's just what I go because there's so many. I I want to say there's so many like like in the comic book world there's so many comics and there's so many kids comics and adult comics and um same in the book world there's so many books of this genre this one this one this one I feel like the people just starting out are getting lost in the sea of fish that yeah, there's a lot you know, out there if there's someone standing there waving their arms going hey you know um that maybe it would help, maybe it does not help but no, you know. I think it helps I think it's what we all do isn't it like on um, to some level we yeah. uh you know, we recommend the things that we love yeah. and uh, we do that with a passion. And I think you can hook people with that, you know, because it's genuine. You know, it's not like you're just standing there lying. Like, no. And I've you know. I've gone as far as to say, like, I've suggested someone, can you get these books? Well, I can only get one. I said, well, then I'll buy you the other one. <laughs> you know, and I do that. I'll buy you the next. I'll, you buy that book. I've told you about two. You buy that one. I'll buy you the other one. You she, know, Vince, she also is a teacher, right? And uh, so oh, there you go. She's got a little bit of that teacher's heart and caregiver in her, you know. Yeah, and it's special needs kids. They, yeah. They, they, uh, they, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm constantly wearing Star Wars, and I'm awesome with the junior high. Oh, Miss Christina always wears the Star Wars shirt. You are not wearing a Star Wars shirt today. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I want to talk just a little bit about the characters. We were talking earlier about how the story kind of gets pulled along by the characters. And sometimes you're just as surprised to see where it goes as yeah. the readers are, you know. Mm -hmm. Do they do the characters uh, themselves sometimes do that in their own development? Do you do like, um, I never expected that Bigfoot would have this quirk or go do this thing. But now it fits right for the story and for where they're going. So he's going to go do it. I mean, yeah. did that ever, did that ever happen? Also, yeah, you know what? I remember at one point. Um, well, I mean, it happens all the time. I'm I'm trying to remember the specific incidents. I do remember at one point early on, uh, you know, Scout's family abandons him in the woods for one reason or another, and uh, and he uh, he's talking to Bigfoot, and you know, he kind of sees Bigfoot as this, you know, this big scary dude that knows what he's doing. And uh, he's introduced to the idea that perhaps there may have been more Bigfoot at one time. And I remember I, I was I was just sitting around kind of working out the page. And as as Scout thought, I mean, Scout thought it before I thought it. He, he realized <laughs> that Scout, that Bigfoot was just like him, that maybe his family abandoned him as well. And it was such a, a surprise to me that I was thrilled. You know, because I hadn't turned sure, it. Okay. Yeah. Like they suddenly had this common ground that they could could travel together, and 
yeah, all that stuff was happening, you know, further on in the book. It happened more and more. So it's it's an amazing thing when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just um, I imagine it just makes it really fun to keep going with your own stories and characters yeah. and just see because now it sounds to me that you are on the same adventure just going along with it. It really yeah. does. Yeah, it, it feels like that. It feels like I'm constantly running around with those guys in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> does it make it easier once you know, now that you've kind of you've created this world, the world that is, is established, the characters are established in some ways, does it make it make it a little easier now that it's established. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I mean, it would have to. Um, although now I guess there are some limitations now that it has been, you know, solidified to some degree. But there's still plenty of forest to discover. So when so, you say uh, limitations as far as, you know, there's just certain things that the characters just simply would not do. And if they did do them, that would be out of, well, character for yeah, them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I guess that's really, I think it's good to uh, impose limitations. Sure. Uh, you know, you have to have some sort of boundaries. Uh, but I think that if you if you break those boundaries in an intelligent way or in a thoughtful way, mm-hmm. a meaningful way, I think that's a good way to show character growth. In fact, you know, the whole story is really about Scout doing things that he is not used to doing. Yeah. Uh, from, from one set piece to the next, Scout is on a... a uh, path of growth really so yeah being a domestic dog now in thrown into the woods he's yeah. learning you know and then bigfoot grows by learning mm-hmm. i th- i felt that bigfoot was learning to be more open and uh, liked having the companionship exactly. over the time a you friend. know yeah you nailed yeah. it yeah 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 basically bigfoot's deal is that he has been alone for a long long time and he kind of uh, he kind of, you know, forgot uh, any of the things that he knew before. Uh, you find out in the book why he knows English, but uh, he didn't have anyone <laughs> to talk to. You know, he had no one to talk to for for decades until this scout came along, and scout kind of brought him out of that cave, you know, yeah, and out yeah. of his own head. So yeah, you had a correct interpretation of that. Cool. <laughs> I like how he he talked to Scout at the first time. Woof woof. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't think I I think some people still don't get that that uh, these guys don't talk to each other the same way that you know uh, a lot of cartoon characters talk to each other. Like it's not like Mickey talking to Goofy. It's yeah. like Mickey talking to Pluto. You know, yeah. uh, like. Scout can understand certain words from Bigfoot because he's learned certain words living with a human family. But basically, Bigfoot, all he's hearing is barking and woofing. So, you know, a lot like we have to communicate with our own pets, that's how Bigfoot is communicating with Scout. Body language, tone, yeah. and some things. sometimes things line up just perfectly. And what, we're, and what we're seeing from Scout is basically the thoughts in his head, in a sense. Like, Or if the barking were translated, exactly. that's what it would be. Exactly. Like, yeah. you, I'm allowing you guys to know what Scout is saying. Because I, I don't yeah. think that I could do a whole book with barks and woofs. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> they would come after me with pitchforks. <laughs> I thought it was funny when he looks at him and he's like, you don't understand anything I'm saying, do yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> So, Vince, was there any particular moment uh, during the creation of this book, um, of what's going to be in the book, all right, up to this point, that really stands out to you, either in the process or just something that struck you about a character in general or a surprise or that you never expected would happen or, you know, a good story or anything about while you were working on this? Uh, you know, I, I thought originally, I thought that the the book was going to be about Bigfoot. I thought I was writing a Bigfoot story, and uh, it turned out I was actually accidentally writing a story about the dog, about Scout, and that was kind of a nice surprise for me. Um, it was also a surprise uh, to find out that uh, apparently I'm Scout, according to my friends. <laughs> His... His uh, his uh, neurotic babbling is apparently uh, a picture perfect mimic of me. So interesting, because I was yeah. going to ask you, you know, like which character would yeah, you say I thought, that you relate to the mo- most? You know, I, I feel like maybe you know, 
when I started this, uh, I was spending a lot of time here in the old cave drawing alone, stomping around with my size 14s. And I figured <laughs> I figured that was me, you know, but I think what that is, is like there's one version and then Scout's like the manic version of me. Oh. So <laughs> I guess maybe that's why it's easy to write those guys. Huh. <laughs> so it goes back to almost a little bit therapeutic while you're writing these tales, right? Oh, it really does. It really does. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, I worked out a lot of issues with this comic. <laughs> I think that's something that that's common with artists, you know, is like like we we find uh, that that we work out a lot of our own stuff with our with our work, you know. Yeah. And, I, like in the end, like I think the story is really about like friendship and uh, you know the the sacrifices you make for it and the things that affect it and and uh, I think yeah. this was just at a point in my life where I was really coming to understand just how important my friends are yeah. and, and always have been. So, yeah, and I worked I, all that out on the page. And also yeah. illustrating that suffering, that kind of necessary suffering, right? Yeah. Whether it's with loss or separation or whatnot, that mm-hmm. has to yeah. ensue for that for that growth. Because I know when I when I read the comics, I can't – as an actor, I'm always thinking about, how would I voice that? <laughs> you know, yeah. how would I voice uh, Bigfoot or, uh, or the other characters that are in there without – hitting the cliche yeah you know do you have a voice in mind when you are when you're writing these characters do do they have a very distinctive voice that's already set in your brain as far as uh uh like voice as far as uh like yeah if you were to have an audible version does your brain do you already have an audible audio track if you will of these characters already set in your head yeah yeah i do bigfoot is kind of uh his voice is definitely deeper than mine, and it's a little sandy, and it's it's still it's kind of playful. And Scout is just uh, you know rapid fire, uh, just a really really fast talker, kind of nervous, neurotic little guy. But yeah, I can hear them in my head. Uh, I would love to actually hear them. I'd love to get some sort of uh, like maybe a short animation done. We're live! We're live! Go, go, go! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have a quick question. Yeah, go, Mike. Oh, I can hear you. Yeah, we got got it. Is there any... Sweet baby corn. (laughs) (laughs) Explain. I'm I'm not hearing Mike. Oh, I think I'm still here. Anyone else hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. He asked about sweet baby corn. Is there, is there any explanation? Yeah. I know it's used twice. Is that is that something from your own life, or did you just make it up on the spot? Or you know what? Uh, I use a lot of uh, alternate words for uh, the swear words. Uh, in actually, in in real life too. You know, I'll, I I don't know why, uh, but I'll say things like crumb cakes and fudge pops, and and they work their way into the story. But uh, sweet baby corn uh, was not one that I have used my whole life. But I was at a farmer's market once. And someone was selling that, and it just—it was in what looked like a, uh, a a surprise word balloon, the jagged starburst <laughs> word balloon, and it said "sweet baby corn" with an exclamation point. And it just seemed like like a great interjection. <laughs> so I, I stole it. I just grabbed that one. It's perfect. Nice job. <laughs> that is great. Oh man. Well, Vince, sweet. Is there any? If you were to talk to the younger you, and I'm thinking those audience members, those boys and girls out there that might be wanting to get interested in this mm-hmm. and understanding the caveat that obviously technology is always changing and perhaps has changed when you first started. Is there any kind of good basic rules or tips for that you would give to yourself slash these younger folks or beginners like me, older folks that may <laughs> want to get into something like this that are kind of like, I don't know, some good rules that I wish I would have known this then that you could get pass on. Uh, and rules regarding uh, making a comic? Making a comic, uh, specifically around making a comic, yes. Okay. What would I have told myself? Uh, I would have told myself to write down all your story ideas. Oh. You know, because you're, if you if you have a bunch of them running through your head all the time like I do, and you think you're going to remember them, you're not. So make sure you write them down. And really just start. Just start as early as possible uh, putting those things down on paper. Whether you're writing it just to write it or whether you want to do sequential art, just start doing it. There's no point in waiting. In fact, 
when I was going to do the Bigfoot comic, uh, I, I held off for, for, uh, for a few months uh, trying to get it perfect. And then one day I, I just questioned why I was doing that. Just, just put it out on the web and see what happens. If it's, if it's terrible, it's terrible. And, uh, you know, people ended up liking it. So it's really about just doing what you want to do and not holding back. So done is better than perfect, right? Just to get the point yes, moving. Yes, of course, yes, because yeah. yeah, it's far from perfect, but it is done, and uh, it's enjoyable, I think. And you've and, been and you've been through that, and the consequences weren't all that bad, were they? No, exactly. In yeah. fact, I think I don't know if I, I've said this before uh, in other interviews, but the Bigfoot idea was my uh, safe idea to screw up. Like I had a different idea at the time. <laughs> I was going to do a web comic that involved some completely different idea. And I thought, I'm really afraid of screwing this up. So I will just take this secondary idea I have of Bigfoot and a dog, and I'll try that one first. That way, when I screw it up, I'll learn my lesson, and I'll come back with the real idea. And I, I don't even know what that idea was at this point. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, boy. I love it. It almost sounds like accidental success. I love those stories. Yeah, it was, it was completely accidental. <laughs> Well, hey, I want to ask, uh, since we're, a, you know, you know how it is, Vince, we're a geek show. We want to know, is there anything that you've been really into lately that you've been totally geeking out about on your own? Other than like big, the Bigfoot and what you're doing, your projects? Yeah, you know, I actually, uh, I somehow unaccountably found like the one person who hadn't seen any of the uh, Netflix Marvel series, the two seasons okay. of Daredevil and uh, <gasps> Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. So I'm rewatching all of that with that person, and how can I tell you, it is better the second time through. It's oh, wow. amazing. Nice. Awesome. So, and, and I might actually do it a third time because it's just <laughs> really good, good writing. And I'm also uh, same thing with I don't know if you guys ever watched the the Fargo series. Oh yes, yeah, I have. yeah, yeah. And I just rewatched that for the second time, and I just can't get enough of that stuff. Oh yeah. That Fargo one is brilliant. I mean, oh. at first you're a little bit like, what? And then, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. Yeah, the writing's amazing. And then, and the fact that the two seasons link up. Oh, it's such uh, a weird way too. Yeah. It's such a weird way. And then when you go back and watch it the second time and you can see all yeah. the things you missed the first time. Yes, yeah. you're like, oh, look at yes, that. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it really good. Yeah. I love that. After you watch the second season, go back and watch the first again. And then yeah. you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfect. May I ask, have you heard of this show called Babylon 5? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought uh, John and Mike would laugh at that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She I just that show. So, so where are you in Babylon 5, Christina? Season 3. Okay, okay. Oh, just, just a couple more to go. They, they, they change uniforms. Yes. Yep. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> hey, yes. their other ones might have been dirty. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Vince, did you ever watch that show? Do you remember that? I feel like I'm the odd man out. No, I've, I've never watched Babylon 5. It what? sounds like something I'm supposed to do now. Uh, 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 yeah. It's, it's a, it's a show. A show. You have uh, to power through the first season. <laughs> I, will admit, I will admit, I was like, what are you making me watch? <laughs> When I first watched it, I'm like, okay, this is getting good. Okay, season two. Okay, me. The only person who liked the first season of that show. No, here's the thing. (laughs) Vince, maybe you do have to watch this show. It's a a show about a a group of people on a space station, I don't know how many thousands of years into the future, and the humans had to build... Just hundreds. It's hundreds? Okay. And humans built these stations to hopefully barter peace between the different races in the galaxy and good planning this, good planning this is the fifth station hence it's called babylon five yeah, the okay. other four have failed because you know in, in ah. massively catastrophical uh, manners yeah either blowing up or disappearing or whatever um but uh yeah what happens i suspect is you and i appreciate the first season a lot rob because we know what happens later on in the other seasons and when it comes all full circle the first season makes a lot more sense and becomes more critical to the story oh yeah for sure for you know sure I mean? yeah see so. that's that's probably brilliant writing is my guess oh it's J. michael straczynski uh doing one of doing his 
baby, basically. He, uh, it wound up being, uh, he shopped it to a few different networks, uh, one of which was Paramount, which interestingly enough came out with DS9, not terribly Right afterwards, after that. yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. um, but, but it wound up airing on three different networks, uh, on you know five, five seasons across three different networks to just get it done, and, and he had a full story, five-season story in mind. Yeah, it was. It's amazing. The 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 CGI these days not so great, but the 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 story more than makes up for for the 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 crappy effects. Yeah, the yeah. writing is in that show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jim, I mean, JMS is is a great writer, and this was him doing what he really really wanted to do, and I mean, before he got into comics. Well, the um, costumes in the ma- in the in the makeup and stuff is pretty awesome too. Oh yeah, well, and great actors. I mean, the act, the the actors and actresses in that are just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is is five seasons the full scope of the show? Is that is that it? Just five? Yeah, but, it's yeah, almost basically. more than the full scope. Well, in a sense. Well, because there's five seasons. There are a couple like movies, and uh, there's a, a tie-in series that you totally do not have to watch. That only went ten episodes. Whoa! I know way more about this than I thought. <laughs> so I get to watch a movie when all five seasons are over. Yay! There's Before a couple that. movies if I remember correctly, uh, and they're they drop in like between seasons in some cases. Two. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so now you have a new show to watch, Ben. I know. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I is it a. Can I grab it on Netflix? Is that possible? No, or is that... it's on um, it's on Amazon though. Oh, all right. Okay, that one. Yeah. But it's not free, so there's no. that problem. Even even <laughs> with even with Plus, it's not free. Prime, no. no I or have Prime, Prime, whatever. Yeah, Prime, they... and it's not free. Oh, is it like a dollar an episode or what? <laughs> yeah, uh, started another Kickstarter. One ninety nine, or the whole season is like between twenty five and thirty bucks, depending. I see. Okay. Which is a lot better than paying $30 for two episodes on a DVD like Cat 2 back in the day. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sounds like a half-price books plug to me, John. Yes, go there and buy them for $5. Uh, actually, no. Babylon 5 is one that we usually get 25 or 34 So, you know, it's pretty much the same price as oh. your digital download. Oh. Uh, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's remained something that can always get a good got a amount of money out of. Yeah. I didn't realize coming on the show was going to cost me money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but if you really want something for free, you can enter the Draw Droid contest. Oh, Christina, yes, go ahead and nice. get that out again. And what is Segway. that? Segway. Segway. Uh, and what is that, Christina? The Draw Droid contest is going on on Twitter and or Instagram. Um, you hashtag draw a droid contest. You draw a well. We've upped it to not just drawing a droid, maybe just any Star Wars art. Any uh, Star Wars art in any format, correct? Yeah, yeah in any format. Um, hashtag it and post it if you want to tag um, at Awesome Geek Show. You do it uh, if you look at the Awesome Geek Show webpage. I mean, webpage, Twitter page. Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm lost. Um, you will see examples. We've had um, one awesome BB-8 entered. There's um, a couple of... Wait, one, two... There was a great R2 with four. a poem. Yes, there's about four children who have entered drawings. One of them was an R2 with a poem. Um, I think one of the artists might be two or three. Wow. Um, one of them, she did a really cute little circle guy. Yep. So, um, the, the blue one, right? No, there was a little blue one drawn by a kid, which was like, I was yeah, like, that's really five. cute. Yeah, he's five. So, it's funny. Anybody with like kids and they're sitting there posting their kids drawing them, well, hey, enter a draw droid contest. Look, you can yeah. win these droids. Anybody on Twitter, I've just been grabbing, hey, go over here. Hey, yeah. um, and what do you win? You win. There are two winners one winner gets one droid, one winner gets the other droid. Um, the droids are, um, I don't say the correct name right, but they, they like droid, all... droid factory, build the droids from yes. Disney. Yeah. Droid factory, build the droids from Disney. One looks like a R2 with a green head with Mickey mouse ears. And the other 
Yeah, it looks like an R2 as well. But... Oh, those droid factory droids are great. Yes, yeah. and it has a pirate hat. The other one has a pirate hat. <laughs> and, and it's in Seahawks colors. Yes, there's one Seahawks color <laughs> pirate hat-ish. So um, I was excited about it, as these guys know. Um, yeah. And I want to see more drawings, so we're trying to get more people to, you know... It actually picked up Steve after we opened it up to any Star Wars art gets entered in the drawing for okay. one of these two draw droids. Now, yeah, but do you have age uh, separation? You know? Nope. No, we just we'll just throw everybody's name in a hat, so that way the the skill level or who it was doesn't matter. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? It's just, just the fact that you drew a picture or entered a drawing or artwork uh, gets you a droid. Yeah, Maybe. one one girl knit. What was the uh, the stormtrooper was uh, fabric art, right? Yes, actually, that is mine. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is it yours? Uh, I did not make it. She made it for me. I well, I paid for it. Um, it is a sugar skull uh, cross stitch stormtrooper. I see. Wow, oh, nice. And, but that then is, she was like, right before she gave it to, you, she's like, can I enter this too? <laughs> yeah, she she entered that. So uh, that's cool. Yes, I am actually gonna be made a Seahawks one. Nice. Uh, so I'm kind of excited. I just have to get them framed. But, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I tell people, I can't draw, but I can sure tell you all about this draw a droid contest. So <laughs> I made the, the word as well. Uh, thank you. I made the droids. I'm the one that built them. So, ta-da. She is the creator. <laughs> there you go. I am the droids creator. the maker. The maker, but, yeah. Whenever they it, get in trouble, they'll be, oh, the maker. Yeah. you win them. There's stickers in there. You get to name their, your droid. So. Yeah, that's right. They all do come with stickers for every letter of the alphabet and all the numbers. So you can actually name your droid whatever you want, like M1D2 or V84C or something, you know. Or like Larry. I Hawk 12. Yeah, or Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob the droid. So, Vince, shall we all get lost in the woods and let you go? Why not? All right. Thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love I love your comic, and honestly, oh. I cannot wait to get it in the in the mail. Oh, and may uh, I say, well, I love your process blog. Your pl- process blog is bloody fantastic. I yes. don't know if, oh, if it you. got you know mentioned what? earlier. That, it's it's getting a lot of uh, followers. I, I wasn't expecting that, but a lot of people really seem to like that. Yeah. yeah there there tough. are two other things we should mention. Yeah, his process blog and. Underneath every comic, you also have a whole bunch of uh, other process and uh, comments that you make about each comic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I try to get the process out there because that's how I learn what I do. Uh, you know, it's not because I'm brilliant or I have all the answers, but I like experimenting with stuff and I like putting it up on the web so that maybe other people can find their own answers. And oh, uh, people seem to dig it. Yeah, and a lot of discussions come out of that. People comment, and then you talk back and forth with them. Yeah. Yeah, well, and as far as uh, the Bigfoot book goes, we're, like I said, the Kickstarter's at 80% right now. So I'm hoping to pull in a few more and and get that printed book to you, John. Well, you're right about halfway through, right? Yeah, I think we're about halfway through. But, you know, this is my first, so I don't know how these things run. I haven't slept in a week. <laughs> so, so a quick we'll, reminder uh, that's to go to kickstarter.com and search for untold tales of bigfoot graphic novel yes on the kickstarter and then to go out to your website at untoldtalesofbigfoot.com mm-hmm. and there are links right there to the kickstarter yes. also yes and the process blog is at vincedorse.wordpress.com i'm glad you guys like that process blog yeah it's i, really I like great. getting the feedback thank you yeah, well, and then, uh, like I said, you know, the last month I've been delving into Manga Studios myself, so uh, or Manga right. Studio myself, so, you know, I, I, there were a few things on there that actually kind of helped me out a bit, so. That's good, I'm glad, yeah, everything, you know, I'm learning as along with you guys, so, you know, everything I learn, I just throw it up on the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's awesome. Cool. There's a few guys in the webcomic group that does that, and or do that, I'm sure I should say, and they, and uh, I think it... It works really well to see all these different perspectives and the different creators and how they went about the process because everyone goes about it just a slight bit differently. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's a Carmen Infantino style, uh, like Silver Age Flash, like right on the front page that is glorious. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> 
Thanks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, thanks a lot, Vince. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. I hope you had a lot of fun. Uh, I did. I did have a lot of fun. Thank you for inviting me on. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And uh, oh, I love it. So does anybody else want to know? I mean, do you guys want to know the, the burning question before we go? Yes. Do you believe? Yes. Is this, is this a roundtable question? Is everyone there you go. This? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. Roundtable. Do you believe? I do. This is Jason, born and raised in the great Pacific Northwest. Yes, I am a believer. I am a Bigfoot skeptic, but <laughs> I have an open mind. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that I, I believe because I think uh, the world is a more fun place uh, with Bigfoot in it. Yay. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice. And I'll so say I'm, I, I'm the only Scully here. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'll say I want to believe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think of all the cryptic creatures that we hear about, he is the most likely to exist. And oh, some yeah. of and some of the evidence that I have seen has made me go, hmm. But then, I do look at it with a skeptical mind at the same time. Well, you don't want to be taken for a ride. <laughs> yes, but I do agree with you. Yeah. The world is a much better place with Bigfoot in it. It is so much fun. I love uh, when I see him on commercials. I love when I see him around town. I love when I see him in comics like yours, and especially your Bigfoot and the character that you've created out of him. Thank you. You know, and uh, so, I mean, I think you hit it right there. Bigfoot will live on, and he's a lot of fun being in our lives. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Well, thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show, and I hope you guys keep it geeky out there. From everybody who has been on with me as a co-host, we want to thank you, Vince Dorse. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank any, you. Any final words, anyone? Go get that comic, because it's totally welcoming and friendly and totes adorbs. There you go. That's <laughs> the blurb. Somebody send Christina a shirt. <laughs> shirts on the way <laughs> yay alright guys thanks a lot take care everybody bye you've been listening to the super awesome geek show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke Matt B and Rob Clifford the super awesome geek show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks we put up new episodes every Friday you can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store, stores.ebay.com slash kingdomofthegeeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Yeah.